Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did Secret Invasion just confirm a major fan theory? Welcome back to Nerdist News, I'm Dan Casey, and today we're breaking down everything that happened in Secret Invasion Episode 2. After a shocking series premiere last week, the MCU spy thriller raised even more questions about what these shape-shifting scrolls are really up to. It also seemed to confirm a major fan theory about the show. We're gonna break it all down for you in just a moment, but to do so, we have to spoil what happens. So if you haven't seen it yet and you're worried about that sort of thing, well, we can do this the easy way or the other way. I'm gonna break these chains and then I'm gonna break every bone in your body. <laughs> the other way it is. Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The episode opens with a flashback to the mid-90s. We see the first meeting between Fury and a young Gravik. For those who don't remember, Gravik's the Skrull terrorist leader who's dismantling the Earth's systems of government and Nick Fury's life piece by piece in the present. And speaking of which, despite frantic theorizing about life model decoys or pulling an Agent Coulson, it appears that Agent Maria Hill is well and truly dead. Oh, she dead dead. It's really driven home during the scene where Maria's body is brought back with full military honors, and Fury has to meet with Maria's mother. And if you look closely, Mama Hill's wearing a Marine Corps pin. This hints at a long military tradition in the Hill family. Now likely, they knew the risks of Maria's career, but working with Nick Fury is uniquely dangerous. And while the only character that really stays dead in comics tends to be Uncle Ben, it seems like for now at least, this death is permanent. Because undoing it so soon would kind of undermine the stakes of Secret Invasion as a show. And speaking of those stakes, one of the episode's biggest revelations is that there are approximately one million scrolls living secretly on Earth. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That's so many more scrolls than I thought there would be. Have you lost your reptilian ass mind? That means there are plenty of pockets, pockets of scrolls. Scrolls. Who could be fomenting, fomenting a revolution right under our heroes' noses. And I say heroes plural because, as Rhodey reveals, he is well aware of the shape-shifting threat posed by these angry aliens. How is Rhodey aware, you ask? Well, I think there's an obvious answer, considering our scroll watch is still in full effect. Scrolls. It's because he's a damn scroll himself. Boom, you looking for this? <laughs> or it could simply be that Tony Stank's closest friend is a highly placed government official with access to top secret reports. Look, anything's possible, but my money, which is green, is still on Rhodey being a scroll, which is also green. 
Now then again, this scene does a lot of work to build Rhodey up as a meaningful player in the MCU rather than just a side character. Because with Armor Wars on the horizon and his role as seemingly the only superhero in sight, Rhodey's uniquely positioned to lead the future of Earth's mightiest heroes. And that is just scratching the surface of this entire scene. For more on its deeper significance, make sure you check out Ty Gooden's article over on Nerdist. And speaking of Earth's mightiest heroes, Rhodey also thankfully asks the questions on everyone's minds. Where the hell are the Avengers? According to Fury, this is to protect them and their reputation. Because if the Avengers were fighting against the Skrulls, the Skrulls could just steal their likeness to perform all kinds of brutal terrorist acts and tarnish their public image. You know, kind of like when Gravik poses Nick Fury and murdered Maria Hill. And it was one of the major plot points in the comics having superheroes being secretly replaced by Skrulls. So it feels like kind of a cop-out to completely skirt that issue here. But thankfully, the show still has its eyes on a way to incorporate superpowers in a meaningful way. And this is also confirmation of one of the show's biggest ongoing theories, the development of Super Skrulls. Now, Gravik's already demonstrated he plans to seize control of the Skrull population on Earth with his hostile takeover of the Skrull Council. It's kind of like in ancient Rome, where the Senate would give someone dictatorial powers during times of extraordinary crisis. Except it doesn't seem like Gravik has any intention of giving that power back when the dust settles. But Gravik needs more than dictatorial powers, he needs superpowers if the Skrulls want to claim Earth for themselves. And given that the Skrulls are immune to radiation, maybe they could eventually pursue the nuclear option. But in the meantime, they're hard at work making an army of superpowered shapeshifters instead. And while Gaia showed zero qualms about deceiving her father Talos and enabling a terrorist attack in Episode 1, she seems to be much more suspicious in Episode 2. Although she's seemingly in Gravik's inner circle, she doesn't have access to the same information that he and many others do. When she starts snooping around on computers in New Skrullos, Gaia discovers a secret DNA database belonging to the scientist Rosa Dalton. Now, Rosa and her husband are scientists that seem to be working with Gravik, although more than likely, these actual scientists were kidnapped, put in fracking pods, and now had their memories and science knowledge extracted to help make this DNA database. And this catalog of superhuman DNA contains a number of familiar entries. First of all, there's Groot, who's undergone quite a few changes, growths, and rebirths since the original version we met way back in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. And given Groot's several sojourns to Earth in the interim, it makes sense how they might have recovered splinters of his body. You can also spot an entry for a frost beast from Jotunheim, one of which escaped in London in Thor the Dark World. Remember that movie? Me neither. There's also Cull Obsidian, the member of Thanos' Black Order. He gave our heroes a helping hand in New York in Avengers Infinity War. Whoa! And last but not least, there's Extremis, the active ingredient in Mountain Dew and the gene-altering nanotech project from the deeply underrated Iron Man 3. Extremis gave people advanced healing factors, the ability to regrow appendages, and an unfortunate tendency to explode. Now, we've had a sneaking suspicion that collecting superhuman DNA has been the Skrull's M.O. for quite some time. Earlier trailers revealed Gravik morphing his arm into something that looked awfully Groot-like during a battle. And another trailer shot featured a metal case bearing the Department of Damage Control's logo. And that case contained a genetic specimen from Cull, which is clearly Cull Obsidian's arm that was left on the wrong side of Wong's portal in Infinity War. Ugh. Clearly, Gravik and company have figured out a way to go beyond simply shape-shifting to look like someone else. They're now altering their molecular structure to replicate the powers and abilities of individuals in their database. And presumably, this is the MCU's version of the Super Scroll Project. 
Now, way back in Fantastic Four number 18, we learned these scrolls used their scientific arts to genetically modify one of their warriors. They gave him all the powers of the Fantastic Four. But that was just the beginning of this grand experiment, because the show also referenced another scroll scientist who played an integral role in the creation of highly advanced super scrolls that we see in the Secret Invasion comics. When Fury and Talos are riding on the train, Talos mentions Emperor Draj, a reference to Draj from the comics. First appearing in 2008's New Avengers number 40, he was the Skrull Empire's head priest of sciences. He harvested DNA from the captured members of the Illuminati and helped create a new breed of super scrolls that ultimately went on to invade the Earth in Secret Invasion. The facility the Daltons are in has been featured pretty heavily in the trailers as well. It's the scene of a showdown between Nick Fury and Gravik. So could this be some sort of massive version of the fracking pods, a device designed to alter scroll DNA permanently to maybe imbue them with superpowers using radiation? It certainly seems that way, especially because it wouldn't liquefy their insides like it would us poor fleshy humans. Gravik's warriors have already infiltrated everything from the British government to the UN to what definitely isn't Fox News, wink. The prospect of acquiring superpowers during a time when the world's superhero population is seemingly nowhere to be found is a truly devastating prospect. And that means that Nick Fury is going to need all the help he can get. As for who he'll wind up teaming up with, well, we can't quite put our finger on it. <laughs> Sonia. Well, now that's confirmed. And that's to say nothing of the fact that Nick Fury is also secretly a wife guy. In the final moments of the episode, we meet Priscilla Fury, who is actually a scroll herself. Could Priscilla's ability to shapeshift help give Nick the edge he needs in battle? We'll just have to wait and see as our scroll watch continues. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's everything you need to know about Secret Invasion Episode 2 and what those scrolls are really up to. We'll have even more deep dives into the show for you over on Nerdist, but in the meantime, tell us, what did you think of this episode? What other superheroes are probably in the scrolls database? And did you spot anything that we missed? Tell me something I don't know. Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, make sure you stay tuned to Nerdist.com.